Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. All right, Richard, good to see you. I'm sure it is. It's good to see you too, Sam. <laughs> welcome, welcome everyone back to the podcast. It's it's always good to be with you all. Mm-hmm. Richard, today, why don't you tell us what it is that, that leaders do? You, so you wanted in, me to be succinct? Yeah, if you, if you could. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> if <what>. it's possible. <laughs> um, I won't hold my breath. Uh, you've worked with me long enough to know the answer to that. I, uh, you know, Sam, I think leaders get results. If I really just boiled it right down, I'd say leaders get results. And, uh, and sometimes that's seen as kind of harsh and you think almost like a Scrooge that is sitting there counting his money and saying it's all about results. But, but really, uh, leaders have a purpose. If you, leader, you, the reason you make use of leaders is because there's a result you need. If you're a, a company, you need a result of making a profit. Uh, if you're a divided organization that's broken and splintered, you may need someone who gets the result of bringing unity and bringing the team together again. Uh, there, there could be any number of needs, uh, problems, issues that a, an organization is facing, but, that, but you hire a leader to get results. Uh, when I was uh, running a school, two of the biggest needs we had was money and students. And so I could look every year and say, well, do we have more endowment? Do we have, have we raised more money to build buildings? Uh, and we have more students and the caliber of students, are they, are they getting better? And so the problem with a lot of leaders is they aren't given specific results necessarily. They're hired into a, to a position, they're given an office, but, but they're not held accountable for results. And so leaders end up doing all kinds of other things but they don't get the results their organization needs them to get. And so, for instance, uh, you can see some leaders that are they're running around busily going from meeting to meeting, but at the end of the day, they're not getting any results. It was Winston Churchill. Of course, I have to. It's been a while since I mentioned him, so well, I thought I'd bring in a de- quote. That's debatable. <laughs> uh, Churchill said, "History judges a man not by his victories or defeats, but by their results." It doesn't matter how many times, for instance, Washington, George Washington lost more battles than he won. But the end result was he booted the British out of America and, and ended the war. Mm-hmm. And so you, you don't count, okay, how many times have I been successful or did I give a great speech or did people really enjoy that activity I just led them through? At the end of the day, you say, what were the results? And so... So, because you mentioned success there... You know, as a leader, not not counting a success, how would you differentiate success and and results? Yeah, well, I I think when you get the results you're looking for, you are successful. That is success. Sometimes we get other results. We get we have other activities, and uh, and we we want to say that we're successful because we're busy. Uh, and I and I see leaders all the time that you know the and and I see at times um, someone will have maybe an employee or someone that reports to them and. I've, many times I've had leaders say to me, well, I've got an underperforming employee. I've got someone that's not really getting the results that I really need him to get. But they'll say, but he's a really nice person. This happens a lot in churches especially, but even in business. Uh, they'll say, you know, but everybody likes him. 
he's always uh, uh, making people laugh and he's good for the morale. He loves hanging around, talking to folks and whatever. Uh, always very pleasant. Uh, he's just not getting the results we need. Uh, or sometimes people say, well, he works really hard. Uh, and again, I would say, uh, we expect people to work hard, but that's not the result that we're looking for. You could work really hard and be a terrible employee. D you know, just because you work hard, in fact, if you're working really hard, maybe it means you, you don't know what you're doing. Because uh, if you knew what you were doing and you were skilled at it, you wouldn't have to work so hard. Mm. So uh, people will say, well he, well, he works so hard. Yeah, but, but we hired him to get certain results. Uh, I've had issues uh, that way. Various people, For instance, I've had people over the years I've hired to raise money for our various organizations I had, or I've hired people to recruit students when I was at the seminary. They would be creative. They'd have all kinds of great ideas. They'd always come buzzing into my office with a smile. But at the end of the day, at the end of the year, there were no students being recruited, or there's no new money being uh, raised. And and they'd be real pleasant, and they would tell you that they're working really hard. They've got lots of great ideas. But at some point, I've got to say, okay, but show me the money. Show me what you raised. You know, show me the students. Uh, and sometimes people will say, well, I'm doing my best. And again, I would say, well, I expect you to do your best. But if if your best is not getting the results I need to get, then clearly you're the wrong person. Because if that's your best you're already giving me your best and you're not getting the results we need, then I don't have any hope that you're ever going to because you're already doing the best you can and it's not good enough. So uh, we often make excuses for results and we say, well, but I'm working hard. I'm doing my best. I'm, uh, I'm a nice person. Uh, I'm, uh, and sometimes people will say, well, I'm really loyal to the boss or I love this company or I've been here a long time. Well, that's, or, that's all great, but you're not paid here to like the company or be here a long time, you're, you're paid to get results and you're not doing that. And, you know, I, so that also means if your results focused as a leader, I think you have to be, now that doesn't mean that, you know, you're a Scrooge, but it means that for instance, when you hire someone, be sure that you're clear about what results you want them to, to get. Uh, yeah. I was just, I was just thinking that, that being results focused is good, but you know, what if they don't know the results, uh, the people yeah. coming in? Yeah, and sometimes that happens. Uh, and, and it's really unfair if you if you hire someone, you, but you don't tell them really wh what the bottom line is, what what I need you to come in my office and have. Uh, and But then you fire them or you reprimand them uh, when they, don't, they, they, they didn't read your mind and they didn't get the results you wanted. So I, I'd say when you hire someone, when you enlist them, whether they're a volunteer, whether they're an employee, Sit down with them and say, I mean, the bottom line, uh, this is what I need you to do. When, when six months from now, a year from now, next month, next week, when I meet with you next, I want you to have this result. Uh, and, I, and I don't care if uh, you have 10 other results that I'm not looking for. I, this one result has to be there. And I found that at times, uh, if, if I'm not careful, uh, I've, I've had some employees over the years who got distracted and they would do other things. You know, maybe uh, I want them to raise money, but they're putting all their time into uh, building morale among the staff. And so they host a, uh, a party or they, uh, they spend time encouraging staff down line. And 
and, and that's all great that you're you care about staff, but but at the end of the day, that's not why you're, you're not paid to be the social planner of the organization. You're paid to raise money or get students or uh, you, whatever, make sales, whatever it is. Uh, so if you're busy doing other things, planning the Christmas party at the end of the year, great. It's nice to have a Christmas party, but you were actually paid to make sales and you didn't sell anything. So uh, so it, you have to tell your people, this is the result. And if, if you don't get that result, then you will have failed. Uh, and then, of course, equip them. Uh, equip them to get the results. Give them the tools. Say, this is the results I need. So uh, I'm going to give you these tools that are all designed to help you get the result you need. I'm going to give you training that will equip you to have the skills to get this result. I think the same thing is true about meetings. I think the reason that so many meetings are a waste of time is because we don't know the result we want to get out of the meeting in the first place. Uh, if you're just simply meeting to meet, uh, if you, for instance, if, if all you really want to do is just get everyone informed about what's going on, well, then maybe instead of sitting around a table for two hours and having everyone report, you give them all, you have them all give a one page summary of what they're doing and you, you, you email it to everybody on the committee and, yeah. and emails are great for summarizing. Yes. And, uh, and so you've now you've not had to listen to a whole bunch of speeches and stop what you're doing and go down to the conference hall, uh, your room. And so if you're going to have a meeting, say, what, do, what problem do we want to solve in this meeting? What issues do we want to resolve in this meeting? And so if you know that, you don't waste time talking about stuff that doesn't matter. You don't chit-chat. You don't give reports on things that are extraneous. You get right to the matter. Here's the issue today. We need to solve this problem. So let's give all of our focus to that. Then let's decide what we've decided to do. Let's appoint, uh, designate who is going to be in charge of following up with this. When will they report back what's happened? Uh, how will we hold them accountable? And when, when everyone leaves, they get uh, the minutes that identify on this date, we'll be expecting this result. And this is the person that will be in charge of getting the result and so on. So then those meetings can be effective because you know the result you want to come out of that meeting. Otherwise, you're just meeting. And the same is true for even things like buying equipment sometimes or building a building. I've known uh, organizations that built a new building, but they, they didn't think about, well, what results do we want from this building? It, sure, it's newer. It's nicer. Why this building? What, what do we want to happen in this building that wasn't happening in the older building we had, the smaller building? Uh, otherwise, it just becomes another place to meet, and it you waste uh, a good brand new building because you weren't looking for results out of that building. Uh, advertising, the same thing. You know, you can you can pour a lot of money. Yeah, into that can advertising. be a black hole. Yeah, a very black hole. <laughs> and you could say, well, you know, we spent all these thousands of dollars on advertising. Yeah, but what what result were you looking for? We've done that at times. You know, we'll, we're uh, approached at various times by organizations to say, well, hey, if you advertise here, we, we uh, touch this many people and uh, this many organizations and we're in this many publications. And, well, that's all fine. But at the end of the day, what I want is um, at least this many people calling and asking for our services or signing up for this that we offer, or buying a book or whatever it is. So, you know, I don't care how many places they blast it out to if we don't get a single call coming back 
because of all the money we spent on advertising, then it wasn't worth our time. So if we're going to spend money on advertising, let's ask ourselves, what are the results, the minimal results that we would want to get back? Otherwise, why would we put money in that? It's just making a lot of noise, but there's no results. Uh, and so I, I think leaders that really get a lot of things done have a natural bent toward results. They're always thinking about results. And 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 they don't they don't linger long on uh, activities that aren't getting the results that they want. Uh, and you know, there's lots of um, uh, activities that go on. Some of them that maybe we've done for years, and everybody likes the activity and it's it's uh, on the schedule and it's tradition. But the fact is, we don't even know what the results are supposed to be for that activity. It's just what we do. Churches are notorious for. We've always done it that way. Yeah, but why are we doing it that way? What What are the results we're getting from this activity? What results do we want to get? And we don't ask those questions, so we, we, it's just what we do. Well, we're spending a lot of time doing stuff that does not get the results that would be helpful to us. And if you really want to improve productivity and effectiveness in your organization, turn a results oriented eye to all your activities, to your personnel, uh, to your equipment, to your resources, and say, why do we have this tool here? Why do we have this facility? Uh, Why do we have this program? Why do we have this staff person? What is the result that we need from each of these? And once you have results that you're looking for, now you know how to measure someone and determining whether they've been successful or not. Yeah, so... Maybe the the comeback to that would be that seems like a pretty impersonal way to lead, or it it seems a bit harsh to suddenly, you know, put up these these benchmarks or these these results. Uh, what would you say to to someone who who says that 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 just seems kind of impersonal or uh, maybe harsh on yeah on the people? Well, because uh, it's about people. Yeah. Well, two <laughs> right. Well, two things. One is you you can be very results oriented. Uh, toward people. So, I mean, for instance, if you're uh, a youth pastor in a church, your result may be you want uh, mature, uh, godly young adults to come out of your youth program. So that's, uh, I think that's actually much more beneficial to your people than to say, I don't really, I'm not looking for any results. I'm just trying to run a program where all the kids have a good time. So they, we throw parties, we order in pizza, we have ice cream fellowships, uh, we go take them to the beach. They all love coming to our program, but they're still selfish and worldly and secular, and they don't read their Bible, they don't pray, they don't uh, tell anybody about Jesus, but um, but it, we're, we've got a, a well-run program. And I'd say, well, you're, you're robbing your people when you don't aren't looking for specific results. And if you've got staff, you want them to be developing leadership skills. Uh, you want them to be stepping out and taking on more and more responsibility over time. Uh, then you're going to say, okay, well, then I need to provide training. I need to provide encouragement. Uh, I need to provide resources and seminars and uh, time for them to go to conferences and so on. So you can be very very personal in the results you're getting. But what it, another word for results might be being intentional, saying, this yeah. is what I want my people to become. I want to develop them into leaders. I want a team that works well together. The other thing I'd say about that is, uh, and I know, Sam, this will be a hot button for you, but 
it costs other people. It costs your staff. It calls, costs your people if you're not results-oriented. Uh, and the, a, a, a great example to me is that, when, for instance, in, in college, uh, kind of the vogue thing to do right now is group projects. Uh, and I know you're already getting hot, just me mentioning that, because I know some of your group project experiences. But in any, that seems like the educational That's a whole model. separate podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's always, if you're in a group of four, a group of five, a group of six, there's always going to be one Deadwood, always, yeah. and that has no shame. At least one. At least, they'll have no shame, no integrity, no work ethic. They'll just, you know, well, I just couldn't get to it. But But they... Uh, but but they were responsible for putting all the graphs together in your group project report, and so here it is, the day to turn it in and make the presentation. And they've they've not put the charts together. They didn't put the PowerPoint together. Now there's mud on all of your face, and uh, your grade suffers because they didn't. Now you did all your job, everything you were, all the results you were supposed to get, you got, but they didn't get the results they're supposed to get. Well, now that just cost you. You just got a B instead of an A because of someone who didn't get the results they were supposed to get. So uh, it costs others when you're not expecting people to get results. So if, you're, if you've got 10 staff people working for you, but one of those staff people doesn't get the results they're supposed to get, you hired them to get those results, but they just never do. Now they hang around, they're funny in the lunchroom, they're a nice person, they seem to be scurrying about from meeting to meeting, always in a hurry, always busy, but just never getting any results. Well, then what happens is the other nine people have got to cover for them. The other nine have got to figure out how to get the results that that one person's not getting. Now others have to get, do more work, accomplish more, because that one person's not getting the results they were paid to get. So if you hold on to that one person, it means you're adding extra work and stress to the other nine. That's just not fair to the other nine. Mm. Uh, you, it looks like you're being nice, you know, because, we, well, the guy doesn't, really pull his weight around here, but he's a nice guy. We'll just keep him on the payroll. Yeah, but you've just consigned everybody else an extra workload to do jobs that aren't even their job. But now they've got to do more because that one person's not getting the results. Yeah, I think that's really interesting looking at it from uh, the coworker's perspective because uh, they may be looking at this person and saying, well, you know, I'm having to constantly cover for them. Uh, and I think often when you look at underperformers, it's from the top down, mm-hmm. and and it's always about the leader having to make that hard call and yeah. you know just wanting to be a nice guy, not fire anyone, but but not realizing the cost that it is for for the coworkers as well. And yeah, the other people and then the they, and then the coworkers who are getting results are saying, well, why should I work so hard to get results? Right. That guy doesn't get results, and he's still carried on. He still gets his annual bonus, and so why should I? And you leave that one non-results earning person around, and it will demoralize uh, and de-incentivize everyone else. Yeah, well, let's take a quick break here, and we'll come back and wrap up. Although we don't offer transcripts of the podcast, Richard writes blog posts on many of the leadership topics discussed on the show. You can find these and other resources at richardblackaby.com. So, Richard, when, when leaders aren't results-focused, uh, what, what drives them? Well, there's a lot of leaders that think that holding a position is leadership. And mm. I'll, I'll tell you, to be honest with you, a lot of politicians are that. They yeah. hold an office. Bureaucrats. They, they're bureaucrats. They, they give speeches. They go to meetings. They're figureheads. Uh, they love to get in front of a microphone. They just don't produce anything. 
And you, you see it at times, and especially every time there's an election cycle coming around, whether it's for city government or, or any kind of government, uh, there, there, there'll be, uh, for instance, there'll be certain cities that always elect this from the same party. Maybe 20, 30 years, they've always elected the same party. But the streets are riddled with crime. There's all kinds of uh, corruption. There's all kinds of problems. There's all kinds of poverty. And it's pretty hard if you've been in government for thir- in power for 30 years at, at an election to say, elect us and we'll get results. <laughs> we'll, things <laughs> yeah. will change. Uh, you know, we know that we've got a horrible crime rate. We know we've got all kinds of people unemployed, we, all kinds of industries leaving the area. But reelect us for the 31st year because uh, we'll, we'll get the results that you need. Well, incredibly, there, there's lots of cities that keep electing the same party, the same people anyway. But you've got 20, 30-year track record where nothing's changed. And that, that's politics in America for you. If we measured politicians by the results they actually got, that would revolutionize politics. Uh, if they just kept the promises they made. If we held up every promise and said, okay, we elected you, here's what you promised you would do, and here's what you didn't do. And of course, in pol- for politicians, they just say, they have a whole list of excuses. Yeah. Well, the other side didn't support it, uh, this or that, whatever flimsy excuse they have. So elect me again, and, and uh, next time we're, we're really going to get that done. And the national debt is a great example of politicians who just refuse to do what it takes to get the result that we need. Uh, yeah. And so holding office, being a figurehead, uh, John Adams uh, complained early on that like the most useless job in the world was being the vice president of the United <laughs> States. And he just said, because they don't do anything. It, it's just a figurehead. And, but some people are perfectly happy with that. They love being figureheads. They love presiding over meetings, giving speeches at banquets, where they're not held accountable to actually get any results. Giving a speech is not does, does not that's not a result. Uh, you know, go, attending chairing a meeting is not a result. It it could lead to results, but sometimes we just do all the perfunctory uh, efforts, but we never hold ourselves accountable. Well, but what did that produce? And yeah. I'll tell you, our society, we, we live in a society now that's uh, just much more entitled, and we, we don't want to be held accountable. We, wanna, we have an excuse for uh, why we didn't perform the way we said we would. Yeah, and you mentioned also that, that uh, you suggest that, that bonuses and rewards be tied to results. Uh, but what if what if some people's jobs are more difficult to achieve than others? Like, how do you how do you navigate that? Yeah, well, I see. I think that's would be a perfect way uh, is to say first of all, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to um, sell at least this many books. I want you to uh, recruit at least this many new students. Uh, I want you to make sell at least a uh, hundred of these of our prime product here. And then now you've got, you have a goal uh, and to say, I'll give you all the tools you need. I'll give you all the, whatever resources that you, that you require, but this is what I want you to do. And then you come back at the appointed time, say, okay, I, I told you what your goals were. Now you could do 20 other things if you wanted to, but I'm not going to reward you on that. You were a nice person and you went around trying to help out with morale, but that's the, great. I'm glad you did that, but that's not how your performance will be evaluated. We, we told you what results we want from you, and so let's measure that. And if you've got all the results, great, then you get a bonus, you get a, a raise in pay, you get a promotion. Uh, if you didn't get those results, then why would I give you a, 
a bonus. You you failed to get the results that we were looking for. Uh, and now we we do live in an entitled uh, society today, where well, but I wanted but I participated. Yeah, put in <laughs> uh, the time. Like... Everybody gets a medal for just showing up, don't they? Uh, I'd say no, not in this company. You don't. Uh, I'm not. I didn't hire you just to show up. I hired you to get results. You keep showing up, but you're not getting results. And and of course, you have to make sure that results you're looking for are reasonable. If you hire ten different people and none of the 10 is able to get those results, you might start to think either I'm asking too much or I'm not equipping, uh, giving them the tools they need. But but when it's a reasonable um, uh, goal that you set for them, then um, then measure them that way. And, and I tell you what, that will help efficiency. It will also help cut people out from um, a lot of wasteful activity if it's not going to produce results. But like you said, there there's some areas that perhaps are. Low. I mean, if you're if you're selling timeshares, then uh, you know <laughs> that you just have to be obnoxious and try to pressure people into signing up and and buying timeshare. But now you could be throwing staff parties and you could be doing other things. But at the end of the day, you know exactly what you have to do. And if you don't get it done, it doesn't matter what else you did. It doesn't matter. But um, but there are other jobs that I mean, maybe you're like. Uh, a receptionist. Uh, so how do you measure that? You know, how, how do you measure what, what, what result do you get for that? Uh, maybe you're a customer service person. And so you're not really making sales. You're just dealing with dissatisfied customers. Well, if you cannot identify a result of some kind that a person needs to achieve, I, I just wonder if you need to have that role at all. Hmm. Because, for instance, my grandfather, years and years ago, he, he was a born salesman, and he got actually hired to uh, call people that had canceled their subscription to the, the newspaper. The, he worked for the paper. He'd call all the unhappy customers. and he, Great he, job. Yeah. And he'd be, he would be cursed out, and he'd be yelled at, and he'd be told off. And then he would just graciously talk them into signing up to resubscribe. And I mean, of course, that was a way to, to, to measure, but it was customer service. And basically, people were saying, I'm not happy. And by the time he was done with them, most of them were happy again and willing to give them another chance. And so I, I found that most jobs, if you'll think carefully about the, the job, uh, even people that, you know, you're, you're the, you work the front desk. You, you just take, you, you're the receptionist or... Uh, that, that greets people as they come in the door. Uh, there's still ways to measure that yeah. as, as people leave, because that's the very first impression that people get with your company as they, they enter the front door. Uh, well, survey people and say, what kind of, when well, we've surveyed people and asked them what was their first impression as they entered the building, uh, do they feel good about the company? We're, we're realizing, yeah, we're, we're 90, 95% of people said they, they left with a favorable first impression. Great. Well, that's the result we're trying to get. So, I, I think you're not, you're you're, you're going to help your staff if you identify all the way down the line every solitary person. Sit down with them and say, "Here's the result we want from what you do," and it, it may look different. You may not be making sales. You may it, it might not be as easy to count as in some other sure uh, positions, but figure out how to identify the result that this person needs to get. And then they'll know what to aim for, and they'll know how to. You're going to measure their success, and they'll know how you're going to determine what kind of um, reward, bonus, raise, and pay they're going to get 
based on the results that you're looking for. Well, I, I imagine there's a lot more that, that we could go on about results. And, and if you as listeners have questions or comments or uh, stories about how results have, have transformed your leadership and your organization, we'd love to hear from you. Be sure to reach out to us, podcast at blackaby.org, and we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackaby.org.